Thank you for tuning in to Uncommon Women, a podcast that provides a platform for women of all walks of life to share their upbringings, life lessons learned, experiences, and journeys to come. Uncommon Women speaks on topics that can relate to all women. We share, we listen, we laugh, we cry, and we empower each other to be the best uncommon woman that they can be. Ultimately, we are cultivating a global movement of women supporting women. Women supporting entrepreneurship, relationships, self-love, and so much more. We inspire each other to make an impact on this world for the better. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to Uncommon Women. Now, finally, grab a seat, get comfortable, and hear from your wonderful host, Shanira and Jenny Lee. Thank you, kings and queens, for tuning in to Uncommon Women. I'm Shanira. And I'm Jenny Lee. And today we have an amazing guest speaker, uh, Takara Nicole. She's going to come on in just a moment. Life coach, book author, um, motivational speaker, anything that you need out there that's a women empowerment, she's all about that. And she's so down to earth. So I'm super excited about today's uh testimony. She'll be giving us a testimony today. And then she'll also be, you know, talking about um, in regards to what she does for women um, of all ages. So uh, before we get into her testimony, I would like to let you know a little bit about her. Um, as the founder of Takara Nicole Identity and Life Coaching, uh, Takara Nicole is dedicated to assisting young adults, millennial and generational X women to discover what's in their vault to unlock their personal and marketplace identity by using powerful insights, discernments, and sensitivities. As an identity strategist, she is passionate about helping others discover their gifts to monetize their genius. We have one life to live, and she pours our wisdom and strategies to serve those she loves. So thank you so much, Shakara, for coming on today with us today. We are hey. super excited. Hey. Look here. <laughs> I am... So elated to be here um, and thankful for the opportunity to share with whoever I can. And um, one thing I've learned about this journey called life, um, be an open book because you never know who needs the writing on your page of whatever yes. chapter you're in or have <laughs> been in. And so uh, some people say I talk too much, but you know what? Somebody got to talk about these things because other folks ain't saying a word. Okay. Hello. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I definitely agree. And you don't talk too much because that's what we about. We can talk. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> so um, before we get into the good things of what you do for helping others, can you tell us a little bit about your life and how was it growing up? Woo! All right. Yeah, 60 minutes? I don't know. No, <laughs> um, so I grew up in what we call Chicago land. Okay. Um, and I grew up in a city called Frankfurt, Illinois. So what I what I call um Frankfurt to me was definitely um eye-opening. So graduating from a high school where I never experienced being educated by a black teacher. I never experienced that until it was time for me to go to college. So out of 1,057 kids, maybe five to six of us were black. Wow. 
five to six out of a thousand and fifty-seven. Let that marinate, okay? <laughs> right. Um, it's like point zero 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 one percent or something like that, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> so growing up, I had an amazing childhood even though my father was not in my life, okay? So I am the fourth out of 22 kids. My mother's only let that wow. marinate. Four out of 22 children. So wow. I was very embarrassed by that um, for a long time. And I had to understand that, heck, that, that ain't my problem. You know, but it wasn't until later where I was able to relate to that. And so there were a lot of different things that were going on in my household. Uh, I was raised with my mother being present and then my grandparents who's, who were like grandparents and parents. And then my uncle was in the home from time to time. And so I had an amazing support system with my neighbors. My neighbors were very supportive. I had my babysitter who was... Um, she was white. Her husband was Italian. Her, they, her, and her husband took me in like I was their own. Mm. I saw a lot of family values in their home that I didn't see in my home. Um, what it looks like to have dinner together at five thirty mm. every night. Um, mm. How was your day? How was your day? Did it, you know communicating? Right. Yeah. You know, that I was like, man. I don't, how is it we only do this around Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter? We <laughs> do this every day, you know? So these are some of the things that I took in, in being in the environment. You see a lot, and we don't know what that does to us until later on within our lives. So we're soaking all these things in, and, you know, we, we think that we have a clear understanding of what it is until we actually mature as an adult and start doing things on our own and we start going back to those, the foundations, those pillars within our childhood. Yeah. So, um, I grew up in a white neighborhood, literally. Um, Jamaicans don't consider themselves as black, but we had a Jamaican family on the block and then there was us, okay? okay. Um, my next door neighbors were members of the KKK. Wow. Let them marry. Um, so as a young girl being harassed by my next door neighbors, being called a porch monkey, being called the N-word, being wow. on my bike, you know, but then I had my neighbors next door where I swam in their pool almost every day in the summer mm -hmm. and you know, um they took care of me when my mom had to work overtime or, you know, having those family values, but then having that, that snake in the grass, that, you know, weed in the garden mm -hmm. and kind of a new life as 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, you know, really trying to figure out what's wrong with me. Right. Um, you know, why do they want to harass my family? And so we end up having to put, cameras on our house um we had to put up a privacy fence um because it was just it came obsessive and so we sued them um they had to literally pay us three hundred and seventy five thousand dollars a move and, they wow. and, they mm -hmm. and you know i don't talk about that a lot because i forget about it sometimes mm -hmm. 
Um, but it shaped my mind on how I treat people. Mm. Um, I and some African Americans hate what I'm getting ready to say. Sorry, that's on you. I don't see color. And what I mean by what I mean by what I mean by me what I mean by Um, not sure what happened. Okay, there we go. What I mean by that is I do see color, but I don't treat people based on their color. And and I can't hear you. And so people people don't like when I say that, especially African American people don't like when I use that terminology. What you mean you don't see color? They didn't did this to us and this. I was like, I choose not to operate like that. You operate out of love. I do. Mm -hmm. I'm a very loving, nurturing person. What you see is what you get with me. Mm -hmm. um, I am very consistent. Um, some people think that I'm on drugs because I literally have <laughs> energy all the time. They're like, what do you want when I have help? I need help. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I tell people is when you continue to do the work on you, it's a natural high. Yes. And um, you think this is crazy. Let me be sleepy. It's all, it goes to a whole nother level. <laughs> um, but I'm an open book for a reason. There's too many people out here that, um, you know, are living such a sheltered life. People need to understand that you can do this. You can do this. You can do this. And even if you've gone through this, you can be that. You know, you are not what you go through. Come on. You know, oh, so. Don't stop defining yourself as that. Stop limiting yourself as that. Stop allowing people to put their weight and their expectations on you. So now you've taken on this extra and you're wondering why you're so heavy and you're trying to break through barriers and you can't because you got other people's stuff on you. They don't even belong to you. Wow. Mm -hmm. And so um, for me, my childhood was amazing with, with the exception of my dad not being around. Um, and when I turned 13, um, my mom decided to move to Chicago with her husband, uh, my stepdad. And that crushed me. Um, but, it, but it made me all in the same. Mm -hmm. um, and it allowed for my grandma and I to develop a stronger relationship. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by it, it crushed me um, and this is why words are really important. I, I, I really feel like I have to give that disclaimer before I share the next part of this. Um, I felt like I was abandoned. Mm. I felt like I was um, rejected by my mom because she left me to be raised with my grandparents for my teenage years and not understanding that what I thought was rejection and abandonment was love and protection. Mm-hmm. So you had a little resentment towards that, yeah. Yeah, and really still at the tender, beautiful, young age of 39, <laughs> still having to work through that. And so mm -hmm. we have to remember the power of words and the definition of words and be yeah. really mindful of how we apply them to our own lives. Because what happens yes. is that we will create a formula, get an answer, and the formula 
is not even meant for us to digest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's our perspective. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. it's not even like From the ruler to the tutor trying to really navigate and getting this stuff, I know, get, let me get that off me and get, let me get that off me. And yeah. it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. It and is. then that's why you have to be mindful of environment as well. And that's why you have to know who you are. And that's why I call myself the identity architect. We'll talk about that later. But you have to be mindful of all that. So growing up for me without my father was tough um, because I was around families, you know. Right. Um, so even if I wasn't, um, if I didn't see a, a mom and dad in a home, they co-parented. Mm -hmm. I didn't have that. My daddy yeah. was somewhere in somebody's penitentiary. Mm-hmm. You know, all I got was the cute cards that, you know, were handwritten for my birthday or mm -hmm. the letters or sometimes the money orders with, you know, $50. I'm like, what am I going to do with that? Or, you know, it's all these different emotions around mm -hmm. that. So then my stepfather, who's been around my whole life, my mom was very strategic on how she introduced him to my life. So what I saw was my mom chose him over me. Okay. Was mm -hmm. My mom protecting me from having this man really come in and really take charge because she wanted to do it in, in a way that was decent in order. Mm -hmm. So all these mm -hmm. things that we're seeing, you know, they plant seeds. Yes. And sometimes we don't realize that what's meant to be a flower in our eyes is a weed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. So now I understand that, you know, and my dad is incarcerated for life. Let me mm -hmm. let me let me make sure that's very clear now. Um so I I've taken the step out of my stepdad. Okay. Um because the only thing that he did was step in. Come on. From the age of three, I'm 39. So mm -hmm. this, this man's been around for 36 plus years. Didn't have to, you know. And I remember anything that I wanted, he made sure that I had. He chose to, though. He yep. chose, mm -hmm. to. He mm -hmm. chose to be there. And when I tell you, when I when I'm doing, you know, when I when I have accomplishments, I um sometimes I don't tell him because he's gonna cry. And I'm like, dude, I don't want to cry today. Like, I'm <laughs> but he's just so proud mm -hmm. of the woman I've become. So um, a lot of what I do now is based on my childhood. And so um, growing up um, in a predominantly white neighborhood, I was teased by my family in the South. You talk funny. You think you all that in and five bags of chips with some hot sauce on it. You know, uh, we say drink, you say pop. You so proper. <laughs> or the one that I love and still don't understand is you talk white. What does that mean? You know, um, or you're rich because we lived in a predominantly white neighborhood. So, um, you know, having to dismantle some of the hurt and shame that they placed on me it's still a challenge. And so, you know, our childhoods, a lot of people fail to realize and understand that that's the molding and shaping process. Mm -hmm. The foundation. Mm -hmm. That's that foundation. And I used to work in student housing and I used to develop student housing development. 
And one of the things that I learned is that we have to wait until it's 32 degrees in order to pour concrete to make the foundation. And if the mm. ain't right, guess what? The foundation gonna have a whole bunch of cracks in it, have a whole bunch of holes on it, and you can't build anything when it ain't when it ain't level. Mm-hmm. Nope. I'll let that simmer for somebody. Um, so really just understanding the power of who you are. Um, I I did that at an early age. Manifesting. Let's talk about that. I did that at an early age and didn't even know what the heck I was doing. <laughs> I would speak out to the universe and would talk about the life that I wanted to create as a little girl, Mm. not realizing what I was doing. And I'll share a little more about that in in a few when it comes to just the business aspects of things. So one of the things that I realized with childhood is that, um, environment is so key. Words are key. Language is key. Actions are key. And, you know, now that I can go back and do some of the hard work, Mm -hmm. meaning, why do I do that? Why do I act like that? Where did that right there come from? Because it's ugly and it stinks. Where did that come from? Mm -hmm. And really being able to be challenged to do that work. So um, my testimony is one that I used to be ashamed of. I hated my name. Hated my name. All right. So when I say hated, <laughs> hated my name. Do you hear me? I was like, Mom, I'm changing my name when I turn 18. I don't give a what you do. <laughs> I was like, okay. Changing it when I was 18. Went off to college and people fell in love with my name. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> And then I learned the meaning of it, and it means treasure. Um, it means protected by God. It means sensitive, and that's mm-hmm. all who I am. Mm-hmm. It's you. It's yeah. me. It's so you. It's me. It sure is. So, you know, and I'm like, whoa. And um, you know, so even just really being mindful of our names, the meaning of them, and what we put a name on. Hmm. Someone needs to hear that. What we put a name on. And so, you know, my childhood really made me think about that. And so, like I said, overall, my childhood was pretty great, you know, but the absence of my father, um, it led me down a road that I, I wasn't proud of, you know, um, sleeping with married men, loving the attention from a married man. Didn't know where that came from. Had no clue mm. until I started to do the work. Well, heck, I knew Papa was a rolling stone where he laid a hat was a baby. So I knew that there was some kind of something going on on that end. Mm-hmm. The more I really started looking into other areas of my life and started seeing patterns within my family bloodline, mm. I said, whoa, it's on both sides. Mm. Mm. So... Yeah, I know why I fight the way I fight now. So when you know better, you do better. And so I had to make myself do some of the things Mm -hmm. that were really hard. And, you know, I don't have any kids, nor do I desire to have any kids. Now, you know, some people argue with me on that. You can take it up with God. (laughs) Um, Okay. 
I have a motherly like spirit, mm. but I choose not to be a mom. One of the reasons why I don't want none of these curses to go in the listen, it stops and ends with me. Mm. If I can help it by not even having kids, I ain't gotta worry about it being transferred. Break the cycle. Mm-hmm. No, stop, stops and ends with me. I'm good with that. Um, but really understanding that you have to do the work to break some of these cycles. When I yeah, say you notice these patterns, and guess what? I'm nowhere near perfect, and I will never be perfect. But let me tell you one thing about me. When I realize it or have people in my life be like, especially my significant other, he's amazing. And he'd be like, babe, why do you do this? I'm like, I don't know. So, <laughs> you know like, I really do that. And I'm like, well, tell me more about what I do. <laughs> you know, and so he tells me, you know, like for real, he was like, Yeah, and this is how you do it. And so, when he gives me all of that, I sit with myself. And one of the things that I say all the time is, like, God, show me, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. where did this come from? And, um, one of the things I can be really hard on people, which makes me a doggone good coach, but where are you getting it from? Mm-hmm. My mom, <laughs> no. <laughs> love you, mama. <laughs> you love you, mom. Right? You the rock, girl. Uh, you produce this amazing seed, um, but uh, with the Lord and and my daddy. But um, yeah, my mom was hard on me, and it wasn't. She didn't mean to be hard. Mm-hmm. She wanted what was good. Yeah, but it came across. And so I sometimes do that with other people based on what I was exposed to, Mm. which, like I said, makes me a really great coach. Yeah. (laughs) You're passionate. I'm very passionate. (laughs) Um, But sometimes my friends can be like, ooh, ooh. (laughs) You know, and I guess that's one of the reasons why my mom and my grandma says, you ain't supposed to have no more uh, friends than you have fingers. Yeah, I get it now. Um, you know but one of the things that I love is that about me is that even though when it hurts I gotta get to the root of it Mm. Um, I don't want to stink no more if I if I want to smell I want it to be a beautiful fragrance because Mm -hmm. Tara Nicole Mm -hmm. is a beautiful fragrance because Tara is an Avon perfume where my mama got my name from. So <laughs> I gotta do the work to smell good. Not for anybody else, but for my own self. Right. You know, and so we have to be willing to really work through those barriers and learn how to build bridges so we can cross into the areas that we've been created to cross into. Because we are we are our own barrier. Right. Yeah. We allow ourselves to do that. And then what we do is we blame, well, I, this is what happened to me in my childhood. So, and this is what happened to me in this relationship. Yeah. So, yeah. this is what happened to me in that relationship. Now we become um, one of those bags that Erica Badu talks about in Bag Lake. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. carrying around that stuff, mm-hmm. that stank. Mm-hmm. Fire, <laughs> you know, um, slowing us down, making us sluggish. And so I can go on and on and on about 
you know, my testimony. But the one thing is, is I'm a survivor. I'm a domestic violence survivor. Mm. Um, my ex-boyfriend literally tried to kill me. Um, I am a suicide. Um, I, 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 I commit, I, well, I tried to commit suicide twice. I'm still here. Mm. Tried to kill myself because of the pain that my ex-boyfriend that abused me um, was putting me through, you know? Um, so I have a message of the reason why God has me here. Um, and pain does turn into purpose. And people need to understand that it does. And it doesn't feel like it at times. Um, and one of the most painful situations that happened to me, it'd be two years, it, I lost my grandfather, mm. who was like my father. Um, he was the one who put all the toys together for me. Made me look, you know, and, and, <laughs> and he told me, there's no Santa Claus. I'm your Santa Claus. <laughs> We went to your butt, go to sleep, and then we come out and we get all this stuff. We kept it real. <laughs> so let's just say Christmas after 10 was different. For me. <laughs> but I keep what you want for Christmas. <laughs> right. I, I keep his legacy in my mind, but in my on my desk. Oh, so man. every day. I see him, I feel his energy. Um, and so, you know, it was a painful situation, but he brought me so much joy. Um, he made me feel loved and appreciated. Um, he would do anything for me. Um, so, you know, that pain of him no longer being here I've taken it and continue to build and build and help others build. And, you know, um, so overall, you know, God is amazing. I have an amazing support system. When I say amazing, I mean amazing support system. My family can get on my nerves from time to time. <laughs> I love y'all because I know y'all watch and support what I do. I appreciate it. <laughs> Just like I get on y'all nerves too. That's family. But the one thing I can say about them is that they got my back, they support. And so, you know, they were upset when they found out that I was abused because I didn't tell them. I wrote it in a book. Oh. Yeah, I wasn't expecting them to read the book. <laughs> oh, they're going to read the book. <laughs> That's when they is going to read something, you're right. <laughs> But, but but I didn't expect them to read it. I just got there and they were like, oh my God, you got a book. You know, we want to support. That, you know, having Zoom call means, did y'all see page 87? Turn to the fourth paragraph. <laughs> did you see that this, 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 this? So who's going to address her? Who's going to ask her about this? Well, paper, scissors, rock. You know, I guess it's going to be you. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I was not. And, um, I laugh about it now, but I, I cried because there was a point where, you know, it hurt me so bad that they were mad because I didn't share that part of the abuse and the hurt. And right. um, it was a co-author book project and I called it The Sea of Black and Blue, a chapter of, you know, that I wrote about and just was talking about, you know, being abused. Um, mm -hmm. I would have known if I would have shared too early, it would have messed up my testimony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, about timing, definitely. Yep. 
Yeah. And so that's caused me to be the open book. You guys, that's the identity coach. That's the life strategist. You know, that's just a car Nicole period. And so I pray that something I've said has encouraged somebody to really simply own who you are. Good, bad, ugly, indifferent. Um, Your DNA, your heartbeat, who you are is needed. You're needed. Mm -hmm. People can't move until you move. Yeah. And I'm starting to realize that, you know, um, so be okay with who you are. Yeah. Yeah, You went through this, you went through that. Cause there's some stuff that I haven't talked about yet. Haven't shared with my family yet. Getting ready to, you know, when I turn 40, it's on the problem. I told my mama, I said, when I turned, I told her this years ago. Now she remembers, I don't know. I said, mom, when I turn 40, I'll tell you some of the dirt I did that you didn't know that I did. I was like, it that's a heart attack. Don't do that. <laughs> I was like, that, look, I'm thinking from my own perspective. At that point, she can't whoop me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, so she can't chase me around as you know as quick as she used to be able to when I was doing well. So I kind of got an advantage there, you know. So, but you know, I will say this: your testimony is important. That's why I have the publishing company having people to really share their stories because that's how we grow as individuals. This platform, platforms like this, thank you guys for what you guys do for women. Women need to know that they're not alone in what they've gone through. Mm-hmm. Stop isolating yourself, sis. There's no need to. Come on. There's a community of people who need to hear what you've gone through just like you need to hear what they've gone through. The testimony is a part of the testing process within your life. That's all it is. So take all your stories and you know help other people. And it was a it was a challenge for me to do that. And um, I'll say this, and then I'll I'll, I'll uh, digress. Um, Twenty twelve was the year that my identity was made known to me. Mm. Um, the year I turned thirty, mm. I was coming home from church, watch night service, hit a man on a bike, and he died died wow when i got out of the car after i hit him he was coming in the wrong direction on a on a bike like a bicycle um i didn't think to call 911 you know what i did i ran over to him and started praying the car in back of me called 911 the police treated me like i was a criminal Wow. Wow. I had to sit in the back of the cop car. Y'all don't want to sit in the back of a cop car. It's hard, plastically, it's horrible. It's a horrible experience. But I remember them coming over to me and saying, ma'am, it doesn't look good. Will you, will you go to the hospital with us? Absolutely. Will you, you know, go ahead and uh, give us a urine sample, give us a blood sample just to show that you were intoxicated. Right. Absolutely. Freaking out at this moment. The cop was like, it's an accident to car. It was an accident. As we're going through this triage, the man's mom walks past and they take her to the room where the chapel, the chaplain is. Mm-hmm. Right. Wow. I'm seeing all this. Till they took me back to the other triage room. They're like, Tara, you're not in trouble. I go home. Let me tell you, I went to church the next day as if nothing happened. 
continued to praise God. It wasn't until the next day when I found out this man was dead. Mm, 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 mm. When I when I tell you a numbness, um, feeling alone, um, confused, it was tough. And the moment where I found out God released angels, right hand to God, God released angels. One person was knocking at my door. They had just found out by reading or somebody had called them. I don't remember what it was that that had happened. And now my I'm just, I'm a hot mess. That was the way I turned 30. Then what had happened was um, the next month, my dad was incarcerated for life. Two months after that, I lost my job. Wow. Not just no recently job. I was making over $70,000 plus gone. And what mm -hmm. I realized is that I allowed things, accolades, positions to make me. Dictate who you are. Mm -hmm. Yep. Everything's mm -hmm. kept me home. All right, Takar, you naked now. Who are you? Mm-hmm. Figure it out. Anyway. Became suicidal again. Depressed. That was the year I turned to modeling. Now think about this. I want y'all to marinate on this. Modeling makes you do what? There's a posture about you. You have to lift your head up. So literally, no. God was utilizing the avenue of modeling to start my rebuilding. New foundation. My confidence in me. When I tell you, people are like, you should model. You should. I've, I've heard it for so long, but that was the year I, I leaked into it. Signed up with a modeling agency. Had my cop card. Um, my picture was in um, uh, Times Square for a dub ad. You name it. Things started happening right back after back after back. It was just consistent. Mm -hmm. So what I tell people all the time is, is that you don't know how things are going to work for your good. You don't know. But you have to stay consistent and be in the game. Mm. And so that's why I can firmly call myself the identity architect and coach because those things help build me to understand my power, my work. <laughs> That was the year I started speaking. I spoke at the University of Illinois at a conference. They came back six years straight, year after year after year. Come back, come back, come back, come back. I'm like, God, what are you doing? He was building me to be able to facilitate different conversations, live streams, whatever it had be, to help people to understand the power of sharing who they are, whose they are. Mm. And understand that knowing who you are is a game changer. Don't allow what you've been through to stop you. It's just a part of it. I could, I could be, I can be sad and depressed that I'm the fourth out of twenty-two kids and don't know half of them. <laughs> but I'm not. Mm -hmm. You know, the ones that I do know that I met off of Facebook. Facebook, y'all. Facebook. That's how I met some of my siblings. Facebook. Wow. So you never know, y'all. You never know. So, you know, allow for your testimony to not only build you as an individual, but to build others. So. Mm, I agree. There is something that you touched on that I see a lot that's happening now in society. And I wanted to, I wanted us to a little, have a little um, 
we'll dissect a little bit on it. <clears throat> and it's um, women sleeping with married men or, you know, being side chicks or whatever the case may be. How did you not only break the cycle, but stop, you know, without, without break, you know, breaking yourself. But how did you get past that um, time in your life? I got tired. Yeah, you got tired. When I tell you I got tired, I got tired. Mm-hmm. Um, I got tired of being satchel. I got tired of more. Yep. I deserve yep. what is yep. really going on. Why am I allowing myself to be um intimate? Because I was about to use a whole no language. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, God. <laughs> <laughs> Intimate with these cats for you know, and then they they we, we do what we do, then they go home. Mm -hmm. What about me? What about my needs? What about my wants? When I and then don't let them be the type you got a whole wife and you no. do what you do, and then you talking about well, I'm out doing it. Well, what do you mean? You you going out with who did hold on, fam? You got a whole ring. <laughs> you got a whole family. What you mean? Mm -hmm. I can't go out to the whatever, whatever with right. without you being some hold on. What do you yep. mean? That's how it is. That's how it is. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm it doesn't make sense. It's just I'm, how it is. Yeah. I'm confused. I'm not confused. I'm confused. <laughs> Girl, I used to, believe me, I know. I've been there. I know. And I got tired of it. No. You know, I got tired of smelling me. No. If I could be all the way, I got tired. And yeah. I'm like, you know what? They ain't trying to give me what I need. But nope. guess what? I didn't know what I needed. I didn't know what I wanted. I yeah. wasn't clear. Mm. So I accepted the red raggedy carpet that they would lay on before me. Like, here you go with the mud stains coming up to my door. I would accept anything because I just wanted this. I just no. wanted that. I wanted pieces. I didn't want wholeness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There we go. I wanted pieces. And so when and then when I've seen it all around me, it was okay. I accepted it. Mm. It was normal. Now just because it was normal because it was around me didn't had didn't mean I had to make it my normal. But I didn't know that. No. Mm-hmm. There we go. So, you know, women need to understand and be very clear what you want. Because when I'm yeah. when I got tired of being sick and tired, the black book, the blue book, the green book, the red book, the yellow book, they all <laughs> went away. <laughs> Gone, you know. And um now I'm in a relationship with an amazing guy who mm -hmm. loves me for me. I love him for him. And um, we each other's full course meal. Yes. Yes. Girl, yes. <laughs> no side piece in the loud. Yes. The whole entree. The yes. whole entree. I ain't talking about no uh, Perkins type of meal either. Right? You know. So, um, awesome. Yeah. You, you gotta. You gotta. You gotta get tired of being tired. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that's a decision. And when you really look up the definition of decision, 
that's a whole nother life for a whole nother day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You got to make up your mind to say, you know what? I am worth more. Yes. 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 And break the cycle. Break the cycle. Yes. Somebody got to do it. You know, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't easy because I loved what they gave me. Even if it was temporary, I enjoyed Mm -hmm. it. So now it's like, it stank. Don't even, I, and I can smell it when women are in these situations and they want to, um, and no, you just got peace, boo boo. Because my antennas go up. <laughs> 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 that was my <laughs> you know, so no. And, you know, we, we try to cover it up and make it look cute. And Mac, Lancome, Bobby Brown, Chanel, nothing can cover that up. Mm-hmm. To a woman who's been through that. Right. You know. You yeah. know. Mm-hmm. The, the language, the body language, the all that. Sis, you're better than that. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm glad, you know, it's a topic that folks don't want to talk about. It got to be talked about. That's why Uncommon Women is here. Okay. We got to get our healing. We can't be around yes. broken. That ain't going to mm-hmm. help nobody. No, it's not. So it's, it's compromising. It's just mm-hmm. you're compromising yourself. You're compromising your future. And then you're if you have children, you're compromising what you're going to allow to happen to them as well. Mm-hmm. And, you're, and you're, you're showing everybody it's okay to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's acceptable. It is. It's true. It's so, true. Yeah. Yes. I want to go back into your book. Um, what inspired you to write? Wow. So, um, I was spoiled by being an only child, right? Um, and my mom would take away my TV, radio, and phone privileges at the age of seven. Um, and so when she would do that, guess what I would do? I'd go write. Mm, okay. Um, I'd go write or I would go, there was a place in my grandparents' room that overlooked our backyard. And so there'd be times where I would sit in the window seal and just speak out to the universe and would talk about the things that I wanted and the the stories that I would make up and I would, you know, make up all these things as a little girl and which, so I've always been creative. Um, Even as a young girl, I would write poetry and short stories and my teachers would be so amazed by what it is that I do. So I've been writing for a very long time. Um, so yeah, and it's very therapeutic to me. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's awesome. So how is your relationship now with your rock, your mother? <sighs> so <laughs> um, my mom is super supportive. Mm. Um, even when she doesn't fully understand what her child does. Because <laughs> you do a lot. That's okay. <laughs> I do a lot. Okay. And she's like, I can't keep up with you. Um, and it used to offend me that mm. she didn't want to try to understand what it is that I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I realized is that from her perspective, 
the way that I move is uncommon to her. Mm. Yeah, you know. So when I was made the decision to start the business, she was like, you have a good government job. Why do you want to do that? I'm like, why would you send my tail to college for me to, you know, do what I'm doing? And, you know, she kind of was like, Ooh. you know, kind of figured it out. But one of the things I can say um, is that um, the older I get, the better my relationship gets with my mom. And as long as we, mom, I love you. You know, I'm telling the truth when I say this. As long as we're good, we're good, you know. Um, my mom is one that um, I've had to tell some of my truth to about how I felt about different things. And she's been a trooper about it, you know. So I'm thankful that I have a support system that really um, values who I am and what I do. That's awesome. Um, can you express uh, for young girls or women who's ashamed of their past? What do you, can you add anything or any advice to them? <laughs> your truth is your truth. No one can define how you feel, what you think, and what you believe. Your truth is your truth. And don't spend time and energy trying to explain and pull people into your world who may never have the mental capacity to understand who you are, why you move the way you move, and what you do, and why you stand for these things. Come on. And that yeah, can girl. be challenging. Because the people that you want to support you the most aren't the ones supporting you. Oh, now that was a whole lot of job. <laughs> you know, a whole lot of job. And I was sharing with somebody, I said, you know what? I meet phenomenal people all over this world that support me more than the people that I've been rocking with. I can agree. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When it first started happening, I would cry my eyes out. I mm -hmm. don't understand why. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, wow. people would be like, you're doing that, and then now you're doing this, and then now you got this going on. And I, and I use an annoying voice because they're annoying when they come to me acting like that. That's how I hear it in my ears. <laughs> if you do that or womp, 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 Charlie Brown's teacher. Mm. Because I have to put a blocker up before that noise penetrates and enters into my mind, body, soul. And now nope. I'm picking up stuff and I'm, I was running. And then all of a sudden I hear somebody and, 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 then I, and I'm like, well, and then I start slowing down because yep. of what somebody else said. No, I'm tired of that. Mm. A chick will be 40 in January. I ain't got time. Mm -hmm. I want to roll on this train. Deuces. I'm cool now. Now, there'd be a time. Oh, well, what do I need to do for us to do? No. Over. 
Do not mm. pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. No, I'm done. I'm done. You know, um, and that takes. And don't you dare land on my reading railroad either. <laughs> But you got to get to that point, though. In order to know who you are, you got to get to that point because it's like you can't be staggered. You can't stay in that position where they want you to be. No. What they choose to do is their business. But if you know in your heart this is what you want to do, you got to keep moving. And it's fun. Respectfully. Respectfully. (laughs) And one of the things that made it easier for me to move the way that I move, I changed my circle. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. That's that. I, I say that all the time. Yep. I didn't know. Preach it, girl. Preach it. Preach it. Preach it. <laughs> and now I'm moving with people. And when 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 I when I I just I just realized that I had to uh, cut somebody. Go- well, they they disconnected themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. But see, my thing is, I love so hard. Even when people take their own rope and hang themselves, I still feel some kind of way. Yeah. Because my love language is servitude. Mm-hmm. Nope. And, and being genuine and being loyal. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it takes a little time for me to be like, you know what, this is whatever, I don't care, you know. Uh, because I say I don't care, but I don't care. Yeah, you care. That's who I am. part of you. Right. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Look, and you be like, God, can you take this credit? Look, like, there's so much for people. No. <laughs> they don't care about me. Like, you be, you, be, you be praying these prayers, and God be standing there looking like, for real. <laughs> Is you done yet? Right. <laughs> no. Uh, when you finish, I will <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But it's real. So it is. It it's is. so real. But um, so real. I'm thankful. So yeah, like I said, I'm an open book. You know, ask questions. You know, I've I've been a part of some crazy things that I've positioned myself to be a part of based on brokenness, based on. Mm-hmm. And, and and it's I'm not shameful to tell what I've been. Mm-hmm. No, you That's shouldn't. Not. I don't. You it's 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 not my name anymore. It used to right. be Car Nicole Shameful Steel. No, nah, we went to the courthouse and had that removed. <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> so let's get on the good things. Speak on your business and what you do and how you help others and how we can help you. Man, look. Um, <laughs> I never thought that I'd be a coach. Never. Mm-hmm. So when I tell people, y'all ready? I always wanted to be a lawyer and eventually a judge. Mm. Well, you, I can see you being a lawyer, though. I can see you talking. Yeah. I can see you being a lawyer, defending somebody. Like, no. Objection. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And what I realized was that wasn't it. Um, I went off to college and I changed my major so many times, um, four to be exact. Um, went to a, a community college. You're supposed to do two years at a community college, y'all. I did four. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> um, so, um, I'm most grateful and thankful for, you know, um, being open to the direction of God. Mm. 
um, being obedient to what he tells you to do. And mm-hmm. I get why I'm a coach. Um, I understand why I'm a, a, a business strategist or just a strategist. I've been building since I was a little girl. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it be putting something together without instructions or whatever that would be. Um, so it's in my DNA. It's who I am. Mm. Um, and so with my business, I call myself the identity architect as I serve millennial and generation X women to discover not only their personal identity, but also their marketplace identity. Mm. Um, and breaking those barriers within your personal identity. So you're not taking that baggage over as an entrepreneur. Mm. You know, somebody takes your business card and a meet and greet. Hey, the wink and the gun is Carlton Banks to say, and I'm going to call you on Monday. And five Mondays goes past, and you don't hear from me. Follow it. So, rejection, <laughs> abandonment, all these things start rising up because of what you've been through. And if you're not careful, you will bring that into your business. So, understanding who you are on a personal level, level building people up um, on a uh, marketplace level, meaning just from a business perspective. And so I also am the mapping strategist. I help people map their concepts out so they can run. So write the vision, make it plain, so they can be clear, so they can be effective, so you know, so they can be that change agent within their community, within their business, for themselves. And so, you know, it's been something I've been doing for a long time and didn't know that it was a business. Mm. Didn't know. Didn't have, never connected the dots. So, you know, that's why I say all of these stories that I'm sharing with y'all tonight, they built and molded this identity architect of who I am and continue to be. Yes. So, you know, there you have to be very intentional within your business and understanding that don't take on something that don't belong to you because that's when the struggle comes in. Mm-hmm. You know, be authentic. And so... Um, I, I love what I do. Voss um, Consulting and Publishing, that's my my baby. Um, started off as a consulting company in 2017. God told me to merge it as a consulting and publishing company. Uh, I'm like, God, I never heard of that. Like, what are you doing? He's like, what, you trust me? You or started. Not? <laughs> yeah. Can you just leap? And so, you know, and so now I help um, entrepreneurs and coaches and consultants and helping them to monetize their genius by publishing a book, maybe a nonfictional work, a workbook, a planner, a journal, a coloring book, whatever that work is, and helping them to build beyond that book, whether they're a business owner, they need an ebook, they need a landing page, they need um, um, lead magnets, whatever that is to help them to monetize their genius. That's what we do. And, you know, it started back when I would be on punishment and I would write. Look at this. <laughs> okay. Nobody can tell me God is not intentional because he indeed is. Yes, it sure is. And there's so much more that is evolving. Um, I have tonight at 8 p.m. Um, it's called ADDCT. Net, uh, hold on. ADDCT. ADDCT TV. So it is a network on Roku, you name it. Um, I have my TV show coming out called What's the Deal with Tapar Nicole. 
It's a 30-minute TV show. Me just being honest and yeah, uh, .org. Yep, being honest. Yep, being honest with these people out here in the streets about life. So it comes on every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, and it's that hump. It's that Wednesday hump day, motivation, energy. You know, whatever. You know, you gone through the week. It's Wednesday. You need something to carry you over. <laughs> What's the real deal with the car? The call is gonna be just that and. Um, dreams do come true. And let me tell you, A-D-D-C-T, TV stands for American Dreams Do Come True. Now, mm-hmm. this and then I'm going to drop the mic. When I was a little girl and I was making my lunch for class or uh, for school that the following day or the night before, when, and nobody ever caught me all these years that I was doing this. So my family about to find out a big, huge <laughs> Huge. I pretend like I had my own cooking show, TV show. <laughs> I would count down the cameras that were imaginary, doing the whole cut, everything. And I'd be frying up my blown sandwich or cheese and ripping all up and stirring and TV show. Okay? Here we are, TV show. Mm. So I'm telling you, manifestation works if you work. Mm-hmm. That just gave me chills. That's mm-hmm. all. And if I told you how it found me, I wasn't looking for the opportunity. I got it on a piece of paper saying my TV show that I've been wanting for years. Wow. Beyond me writing it on a piece of paper, beyond me acting like I had my own cooking show when I was a little kid. And I want to share that to inspire somebody. Don't give up on you. Mm-hmm. It's going to come when it's time. Ecclesiastics 3 tells you about seasons and timing. Come on. Trust and wait mm-hmm. in the Lord. And don't be anxious for a thing. Because when it's your time and your turn, nobody can take it away. Amen. Yes, amen. Nobody. <laughs> nobody. In my Keith Swift voice. Nobody. Baby. <laughs> nobody. Nobody. So, uh, you guys, yeah, this is me all day long. I love it. I, love it. I, I just I had the visual of the nobody. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> <laughs> hey, I could have went there with all the no's, no big, but I didn't do that. Um, so I just gave you the short version. So. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, thank I thank y'all for the, the a platform like this to be able to share and be real and transparent. Yes. And you know that's, that's what we're all about. Thank you for coming on. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Even through my quirkiness and my and my no, jokes, that's us. That's you know, <laughs> somebody getting something from us sharing it and dialoguing. And so mm-hmm. mission complete. That's yeah. that's the way mm-hmm. I look at it. It and, is. You know, successful show, another one mm-hmm. underneath the belt. And I want to thank you guys because I know for a fact doing this comes with challenges mm-hmm. so, making it so beautiful mm-hmm. and the work that you two do behind the scenes is so needed mm-hmm. uncommon women that alone speaks volumes mm-hmm. when you get to a place on where you're at in life people look at you as you are not common at all what did you do to get here 
how let me cry. Right. How, <laughs> let me cry tonight. Let me smile. Look, you can one plus two equals five. Hold on. No, no. It really does. So I just want to thank you guys for what you guys do week after week after week. However, you know, many times that you guys come and come together, talk and, and plan, you know, strategize. It's needed. So thank you. I appreciate thank you guys you. having me. Thank you. Uh, oh, we appreciate you coming on. I love your energy. I love your testimony. Oh. And you're just you're just a beautiful soul. Thank Even you. when you were on the seminar and I, I love that how we just clicked right away. We didn't really know each other, but I just love your energy. Thank you, my dear. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you guys so much. Mm -hmm. Thank you. But we have a question we ask our guest speakers. Oh, what, makes sure. you, <laughs> what makes you uncommon? Whoa. <laughs> what makes me uncommon? I would say my name makes me uncommon mm -hmm. um, for sure because I was always looking to fit in and my name forces me to stand mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's, That's good. Forces me to stand Forces. Mm -hmm. So, you know, being that one that's not afraid to stand out and be different. Mm -hmm. That's that that could be uncommon as a woman. We, you know, I, I can stand. I can be uncommon. That's <laughs> <laughs> OK with it. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your testimony and and just I pray someone just takes heed to what you had to say this evening and thank you again um well everyone um if you have any uh potential speakers or any um potential speakers any topics anyways so and also check out our apparel at www.uncommonwomen.net and also check out our YouTube channel at Uncommon Women Podcast and also you can email us if you need to contact us at uncommonwomenpodcast at gmail.com and also um, next week on the 24th we have a amazing guest speaker that's coming on and she's going to be sharing her testimony as well and you know what ladies and queens stay uncommon